This is a personal podcast. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast owners and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity, unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Hey everyone, welcome to Afternoon Tea Talk, where we chat about different topics and ideas from the lens of mid-twenties Asian American millennials here in sunny Los Angeles. My name is Jay, along here with my co-hosts. I am Rory. And Katie. Welcome, welcome. So today we're going to talk about self-care. This idea has been going around recently, especially through the COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah, we're going we're gonna to chat about that today. So first, let's kind of define this term. So what is self-care, guys? Well, self-care is a vital part of overall health, including physical, mental, and emotional health. And as Jay just mentioned that um, during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, a new survey has found that many adults in the United States plan to be more mindful about the self-care habits. So this research has been conducted by the Harris Poll on behalf of the Simile Integrative Health Program found that 80% of the respondents felt that they would like more regular practice in self-care during and and especially when the pandemic is over. And there are many forms of um, self-care. So Rory, can you give us some variety of self-care? Yes, of course. Um, yes, I can give a few examples of self-care, which includes yoga. Could be um, things like gratitude journaling or practicing mindfulness through meditation, um, and even, even and these are mainly things that just help you, whether it's emotionally, physically, or socially. It's about focusing on yourself and your own well-being. Laura, you and I were talking off mic earlier, and it seems that you have some experience promoting self-care. Want to kind of expand on uh, the types of self-care you've uh, you've worked with? Uh, so I used to work as an academic coach. One of the things that um, this, so I worked a lot with students, right, that have been going through like stressful situations, whether it's going through like finals or adjusting to uh, college or finding that sense of belonging and this overwhelmingness of um, stress or uh, this overwhelmingness of not knowing what to do or just being integrated into the college system and. Working with these students, um, what I found useful was even when they first come in, is just being aware of their mental state or like um, being aware of their like expression or their attitude. And some of the times, one of the things that I would do is when I do see this, or even after they share with me about you know their week about how it's going stressful or they don't know what to do, I would just pull up this uh, app called Calm.com where it's basically mindfulness. So we would go through five or 10 minutes in this case about um, just doing mindfulness together in a sense. So the reason why I do it together with them is basically so they have a support system there um, where they also, if they want to do alone, I always keep make sure like, you know, if you need your five minutes, just alone time, you know, I'm just going to, you know, let you be in this safe spot where you can relax a little bit. And I'll come back after five minutes. And what I found with this is like, they became very appreciative of, um, you know, the empathy that I have for them, that self-awareness. They're like, okay, like, you know, thank you for helping me go through this because 
um, one of the things is they acknowledged that while coming in, they were so stressed out, but after doing mindfulness, a lot of times they've calmed down, acknowledge and accept their feelings and thoughts. And it's more of a therapeutic technique for them to, uh, to get through their day. I see, I see. So, so we got some good examples of self-care there. Now, one of the big topics or I guess forms of self-care is mindfulness. Is that something you uh, could have more information about or could expand more on, Rory? Um, what, I mean, according to the definition of mindfulness, is basically mindfulness means the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. And basically, it is like where you pay attention to your own and inner and outer experiences and just being aware of curiously, like just accepting and being kind to yourself in that moment of um, stress or in a moment of when you're not being kind to yourself. It's basically bringing you back in into a moment of where you can uh, treat yourself well, particularly, and to better uh, foster that um, giving not even just giving empathy, but giving yourself empathy and giving yourself that improvement of mental health where you are in a better state than if you were to come in, like, for example, that I gave of um, a student come in really stressful, but that you are more relaxed, you're more calm, you have an increased moment of happiness where you can, um, not even just happiness, an increased uh, positive attitude to get through the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like mindfulness, it is a commonly used uh, technique that is very uh, therapeutic. And I believe that during um, COVID pandemic, like this is almost a necessity for not just, you know, adults, but like for people who are going through a stressful time where they need to actually slow down sometimes and practice self-care and then you know through self-care you realize and you become conscious and aware of your feelings and thoughts and not just like going through the motions especially I know that especially now like you know especially for me personally like being aware of where I'm at mentally it helps see my, it helps myself you know see in a clear perspective and then with that I can find other ways of self-care to help me achieve um, calmness. Yeah, I kind of feel mindfulness is pretty important and pretty standard and common mode of self-care. You know, it's being aware of yourself, knowing where your thoughts are, knowing where where you are in your life, and it's being in the moment and not worrying too much about things that aren't in your control and just kind of just, all right, focus, let's go, let's do this, let's go forward kind of thing, right? Right, and... um. Going off of just adding, you know, some of the benefits of mindfulness is um, it's basically you can help reduce your level, relieve your level of stress, as well as like it helps, you know, with heart disease and your blood pressure as well. Um, and it reduces, also reduces chronic pain as well as improved sleep and alleviates your, um, your digestive system, basically. Um, and some of these things have been research in this case. Um, other than that, um, I feel like personally, uh, because I'm not going through um, like heart disease or lower 
pressure. I can't speak on it on my own self. However, when it comes to improved sleep, um, I feel there are times when I have practiced mindfulness that it has um, helped me fall asleep, especially on a long day. Or um, there was, for example, there was a time when I was in a meeting where our whole entire staff has practiced mindfulness. And I almost end up falling asleep because it was that relaxing. <laughs> it's kind of funny imagining a meeting so relaxing you almost fell asleep. Looks like you have a lot of professional experience regarding, like, sounds like self-care coaching, Rory. You want to expand on that? Um, this was a time when I was working in grad school, basically. So I, so I worked with a few staff that we all um, start in. We all all practice mindfulness in a case where we all do it together as a team um, in this case, especially because on top of us being coaches for other people, we are also um, in school ourselves and we were training to become, um, you know, practitioners in a way, not practitioners, but um, student affairs practitioners where we are able to have those uh, skills of empathy, um, knowing resources and how to help students relieve their stress and what resources are out there that we can practice as a means to, oh, how does, you know, putting the, ourselves in their shoes in a way uh, of that sense. Right. I think my students can actually practice mindfulness too on Zoom. <laughs> oh, it's pretty cool, Katie. Kind of promoting mindfulness and self-care in the classroom. No, I'm just saying that I, I feel like this, this is um, some ways I can actually ask my student to do. On Zoom, especially when you know when they get really antsy and uneasy especially like spending like four hours a day in front of a screen it, it can increase their level of stress over time you know so i think that you know mindfulness does i think also like personal belief it does help um alleviate some stress or like some difficulties of emotions that you're going through and um just that add on to that i think one of the things is also like gratitude journaling um where it's basically you're making you're asking yourself a question which like what are you grateful for um in terms of like you know what are some things that you've enjoyed in life what are relationships that you're grateful for and things that you're looking forward to for that positive um impact especially what i think about with um students or like that you know since you're working in a public school setting is really in this in these moments of like covid you know really asking them what are they grateful for what how do they feel gratitude especially you know in times of where they see like our world is different than what it what it originally was what they expect because um i felt or i personally felt that when it came to 2020, everyone was expecting great things, but we had COVID that happened in um, the U.S. So and around the world, so that may be a time we can practice gratitude journaling. Oh, it's pretty neat, actually. Gratitude journaling. Haven't really heard of that until you mentioned it off mic earlier, to be honest. And I'll be honest, I kind of like it. That's a pretty good way of kind of seeing the good things in life, seeing the silver lining in things by, you know, through looking at things you're thankful for to show that, you know, there's there's still some good stuff going on. Especially now, it's 2020, it's pretty crazy with, with COVID and all that going on. So yeah, I think that's a, sounds like a pretty pretty cool way of uh, practicing self-care there. 
through positive uh, positive thinking. Yeah. That sounds pretty new to me too. But like gratitude journaling kind of I guess like some ways I can relate to that is um blogging. Mm-hmm. I know like people like blog about their life and situations and as a way to kind of um release their uh, emotions through words you know and i feel like you know once again i feel like when you do um gratitude journaling you are once again being mindful about what you're writing and being aware of what you're going through again especially um things that you're grateful for right especially during a challenging time like the pandemic sometimes we it's very easy for us to get really frustrated and complain about you know how difficult it is for us to have any social interactions that nothing is seems normal to you but you know even through difficult times like this like there's always a silver lining and i feel like that's where like gratitude journaling can come in and help you see like a different perspective and not get stuck on a mental state that is obviously not gonna be healthy for you in the long run Exactly. Um, And just to go off of that, um, some of the things that have been proven from research about gratitude journaling or practicing gratitude is um, you better, you have better stress management as well as fostering resilience, um, as well as even strengthening relationship that you may have. Because when you, for example, if you know, you realize relationships that you're grateful for you're more likely to appreciate them you have that awareness in you to be like okay yeah like even though i for example cannot go out or do the certain things with my friends i still have them i can still find other ways to appreciate them whether it's like going on zoom or writing each other's letters or something you know yeah, some good stuff, guys. Lots of good info there on mindfulness. Now, moving on to another method of self-care, one of the major ones at least, it's meditation. Anyone want to kind of chime in on that, Rory? It seems like you're very well read on this topic, so you want to pitch in your thoughts on meditation here? There is this thing called mindfulness meditation, but meditation, um, there are so many forms of it in that case. Um, so it like meditation is like the overarching branch which leads to different types of meditation and mindfulness is um kind of like a way that leads into like a different as another entity of meditation so i've heard this term called mindfulness meditation is that related to mindfulness and meditation is it something separate um is that something you've come across of rory can you uh touch upon that if you have oh Okay. Well, mindfulness meditation, um, according to New York Times, is a practice that of actually being present in the moment, which in turn train us to become more mindful throughout the day during difficult situations. Um, and what I like about this article from the New York Times is it's it says that puts you an awareness of what's going on in the present moment without any judgment of yourself. Um, And I think one of the things about people is we tend to judge our, we're our own worst critics basically. And, and in this time without any judgment, if we're even, it's that acceptance of ourselves. And once we are able to do that, it's being kinder to ourselves and cultivating this sense of positive thinking. 
Uh, right, and then I would like to add to that, and how we're talking about how um, mindfulness can help us, you know, relieve some of the stress and difficult situations. But you know, don't get us wrong; like mindfulness is not the solution to eliminating stress or a difficult situation completely. In fact, it, it's more of a a state of awareness, like at present, that you're aware of these unpleasant thoughts and emotions that could come out of challenging situations. And here, mindfulness can teach us how we can respond to stress and challenges because we're, you know, we're at present. So, you know, instead of choosing anger, maybe we can choose a more thoughtful way, a mindful way that we want to respond, um, whether that's more calmly, you know, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree, Katie. I think mindfulness does not or is not in itself a solution. However, I think it helps with identifying the issues we're facing, especially in our minds, especially in our emotions and our hearts, and lets us kind of see what's going on within and go from there. Take the next step, right, in in tackling the issues that we have and moving in towards a more path of heal a path of healing, a path of of clearing your mind and all that. Um so moving on from mindfulness and meditation, any other forms of self-care you want to talk about, Rory? I know there's a bunch, and I, I'm sure you have experience with a bunch as well. So you want to touch up on that some more? I mean, there's a lot of self-care. Um, and we're, because, I mean, we're just pretty much covering up just a few of the ones that I feel like, I feel like the ones that are most mentioned would be like mindfulness, gratitude, journaling, or like yoga um and basically yoga is a very common term that most people either practice like in terms of exercise or in terms of um you know i think one of the most intentions of yoga is like oh i want to be more flexible i want to you know build like in terms of physical wise and self-care can be physical too and it's like um basically you know yoga is basic um uh, yeah, yoga is definitely one of the physical aspect of self-care. And, you know, that is just part of exercise that people like to incorporate, especially during the pandemic, where pretty much stuck at home and all the gyms are, you know, closed off. So, you know, people find ways to still maintain a, you know, a form of exercise at home. And then yoga is very convenient. All you need is just a, you know, yoga mat and yoga ball. And uh, other ways of, you know, physical exercises for self-care, including like, you know, weight training at home. So, you know, with, with self-care, they're also like the physical aspect. And along with like exercising, I noticed that people may have also experienced a change in diet. You know, I, I, at least I, for me personally, I noticed that, you know, by not eating out as much that I, you know, I am forced to cook at home. And eventually I, I actually enjoy cooking at home. And I noticed like the change in my weight, the change in my mood because I'm eating healthier, you know. So that's just another form of self-care. Yeah, I think it's important to highlight the physical aspects of self-care as Rory and Katie mentioned in that. You know, a part of self-care is also taking care of your body, right? Taking care of making sure you're, you're eating well, making sure you're healthy, making sure that you, you're able to move around. You're not just, especially not during the pandemic, as was mentioned earlier, that you're not just sitting down all day, you know, that you have the opportunity to move out, to take a walk, all that good stuff. And it looks like we're moving in this direction of 
what we prefer in self or our preferred methods of self-care so you guys want to just kind of go around in a circle and see like chat about like what's your preferred method of self-care for you guys I think one of the self-cares that I personally love most is for me it is traveling um mainly because it gives for me personally it gives me that um terms of escape where not only am I um you know it's also not as I'm doing anything unproductive that I felt also it's because it physically removes me from like a situation um that would be stressful to me as well as I have that opportunity to explore somewhere different else in this world as well as um to experience different things right and one of the benefits that I got from it 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 just instead of uh it forces me to like take those like breaks of being just on your computer or your phone or um even just like the norm that you're used to it creates this space where okay i get to experience a different part of life that is part of an, another let's say country or another culture that i be able to embed myself in and also learn from you know how what are some of the what is the culture like in a different country what is you know how do people interact um you know and it's also a way of discovery of new food new places and even like going into like those wonders of the world where like for example if you think about the eiffel tower but like, you've never been there but when you're there it's like okay i finally get to see it in person versus like i can google a picture and you know you get that appreciation of you know admiring it from not just like from afar but you're there to admire it instead mm -hmm. well aside from cooking i'm also a uh a lover of travels but like uh going off from what rory just said about you know the importance of traveling and how people can learn and grow from you know experiencing uh other people's culture and especially the foods you know and you know, kind of funny thing, because we are going through a pandemic right now. And currently, you know, the country that we live in, so-called the United States, are pretty much banned, you know, internationally from travel. However, there are ways that, you know, you know, us, Clever Us, have found ways to, you know, manage around so that we can still, you know, travel during the pandemic. Such as, you know, during the pandemic, I... um you know, I drove out to Joshua Trees, which is two hour drive from, you know, uh, LA. And that is my like favorite to go spot just to kind of do a weekend getaway, especially like, like Rory was mentioning, like, especially now the way we work is through the screen, you know, especially me as a teacher, I am like almost like all the time in front of Zoom in front of the screen doing lesson planning and you know there are times where even your physical health like such as like my vision gets burned out so one place i found that it's been helpful it's like i would take these like mini uh vacations that i would still you know staying local but i'm away from crowds i'm being safe and second of all like i'm in nature like you know and sometimes like people often forget about what nature looks like because you know like they live in a nice major city such as LA right but but now I guess like people have no options 
because they can go to like hang out at bars, they can go to clubs to release, you know, blow off steam or stress. So now I notice like not just myself, but just like the people around me are actually like taking on the opportunities that they can work from home. They will actually like rent out a cabin in like a national park and work from the national park and you're in nature, you know? So I thought like that is something that is kind of like, you know, ingenious that people have done during the pandemic just to kind of give them that um, idea that they're still like quote unquote traveling, you know? I'd say a big one for me to go off what Katie was talking about with the nature stuff is hiking and going out into nature. Um, actually today I was uh, I was out <laughs> doing some uh, some hiking, some reflecting and all that. And I agree, I think especially, I mean, not even counting the whole COVID aspect, but just in, in our very technological kind of computerized world, we kind of forget sometimes to go out there and be be out there with nature and i gotta admit it's it's very relaxing it's very soothing just just being outside with trees with the grass with the wind Um, one of my favorite things to do actually when i'm out hiking that just helps me is being on like a a high a high point or like a ledge or something and just overlooking out seeing nature and all its beauty and just feeling the wind in my face and then just closing my eyes and, and just being in the moment and all that and yeah i think that hiking is one of those things well and now too with again covid where you don't have much to do besides stay home all day being out there in nature obviously being safe and not exposing yourself but just being out there being outside i mean yeah like it's it's uh it's really nice i will say i highly recommend that again i'm speaking from my experience i enjoy it a lot but that's that's definitely something i would recommend people trying out if they're looking for ways to to kind of um, experience something soothing, something relaxing. Um, I guess another one could be for me personally is exercising, mainly because it's not only the part where I myself want to be healthy too. Um, but in terms of exercising, it creates this way where. If I work out for let's say like an hour per day, like that hour is like for me to really have that moment of reflection. Even if I'm just running or if I'm just doing Pilates or something, um, it's a mixture of like okay, I get to focus on myself. Um, I get to do this for my own versus if I was working throughout the entire day, like I am doing this just to complete like a project or an assignment or something that is being turned in for somebody else versus like, okay, I'm doing this for my own. And that's one of the things about it is um, I think because for me personally, it's very, uh, a lot of times that we are not so kind on ourselves. And even if it's just doing some exercise, um, like one hour a day, it creates this focus where like, oh, I have worked on myself. I have that moment of being kind to myself. It's that idea of it for me, as well as it does keep my mind off of stressful situations during that time. Because when you're like, I don't know, like in the middle of a burpee, like like a 10 of them, and you continue to try to finish like 30 of them, 
you're concentrating on that. It's so hard to think of anything else at that moment versus saying, so it keeps your mind off of anything that's outside emotionally stressful or mentally that's draining you. Um, in that case, what about, um, how about you guys? Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, overall, I, I'm like understanding the theme of this topic, self-care, especially the emphasis on the word self and noticing how, you know, like, the situation that we often put ourselves in sometimes could be stressful, could be unpleasant. And um, that's why I think like sometimes you may just have to like refocus the energy that you don't normally give yourself the attention to, but back to yourself, especially like, you know, during quarantine or a pandemic, sometimes like you end up not, you end up like focusing on so much things are going around around the world that with your family with your friends and especially you know the social media hasn't been nice to people that there's a lot of chaos going around us you know and sometimes it is important to just kind of like recollect that attention and give it to yourself and i like the use i like the word use the word uh be kind to yourself and then like you know i think it's a good thing right Self-care doesn't mean you're being selfish. And if it means selfish, then it's okay. Because I think, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, like, you got to love yourself first. So I, I think it's a good thing that you're giving yourself the attention that it requires, you know. So, you know, I feel like, so anything that you do, especially at the moment where you feel like this is for my own good, this is for my own self-improvement, then I believe that you are doing self-care. And, and yeah, and that's my thoughts. Yeah, Katie, that's a good point you make about self-care being selfish as a good thing. Because to tie back with what Rory mentioned, it's all about being kind to yourself and making sure that you take care of yourself first. Like, well, it is important to make sure that your friends, your family, that your community is okay. It's also really important to make sure that you're okay, you know. And I think self-care is one of the ways to or maybe i guess the umbrella way of making sure that you take care of yourself whether it's through journaling whether it's through going out whether it's through like just l meditating looking inward making sure that your thoughts are in order just being mindful and all that um yeah i think that's important to highlight that it is okay to take a day to yourself just focus on yourself once in a while and make sure that everything is okay for you kind of thing you know Right, for sure. And, you know, when it comes to the self-reflection thing, it's also, I think one of the things that help is journaling or even just writing down your thoughts in this case, because when you write down your thoughts, you get everything out and then you see this visualization of it, of what your thoughts are and if it makes logical sense or if it doesn't, um, like, you become, you know, you see it in a way where, it's different than it's all in your head but once you get it out it's like thinking okay like if i say wrote this out but why does this matter to me um what can i go what is the solution to this in this ses session especially when you're self-reflecting even as a as you're journaling or blogging on paper in a sense because once you see that reflection you wonder like okay you one of the next steps is like okay why should this matter 
you know, what, uh, what the impact does it have on me? And how can I go from, let's see, let's say, making, like, let's say you're not achieving, for example, let's say you want to achieve um, a certain goal to a certain level, right? But you're not there yet. And you're constantly stressed out and wondering why you aren't achieving that. So what are ways that you can do to pick yourself up to achieve that in that sense, in terms of self-reflection? Yeah, I agree. I agree with Jay and Roy on different forms of self-care. And, you know, and we all have like different ways that we practice self-care and then it works for us, you know? And uh, definitely, I would also take up on Rory's suggestion on like uh, gratitude journaling. I think something that I could actually incorporate in my lesson plans too, because I feel like nowadays, like the students, the group of students that I teach, I feel like, you know, they, they feel like when they're born, they're like entitled to privileges, which is not true, that it's privileges earned. And I feel like sometimes... Even during the pandemic, they would complain, oh, you know, my mom bought me a new laptop, but it's not that great. And, you know, well, where's your gratitude? Because other people don't have that privilege of getting a new laptop just for school, you know? And I think that is, comes into play, too, where people have to reflect once again with themselves, you know, and not just, like, going through the emotions of things. Yeah. But I could also see that, you know, like a lot of people may have challenges or even fail at self-care sometimes because like, you know, most of us, I have crazy, like busy schedules and stressful jobs. And sometimes like what we do has to be on like a computer or laptop. And that really takes away that quality of self-care or even or even like the simple term of me time. You know, like how many how many times have you ever like told this word to your friend, to your family? To someone like oh no today's my me time hardly right so you know like sometimes like i said like it's easier to give advice than for us to take it but at the same time i feel like personally like especially during the pandemic it has done me like immense like um help you know help me stay healthy happier especially i am way more resilient about the situation that we're going through right now and just hoping for yeah, I agree. Having me time, I think, is very important, especially now where we kind of all need just have me time. You know, we're home all the time, at least at the beginning. I know now it's it's easier to kind of go out and try to see our friends again, but it also we can't forget that we should spend time on ourselves, just kind of making sure that we're okay. You know, back to like again the point of the podcast, which is self care, right? So, is there any, any more uh, methods of self care you guys want to talk about? Any final thoughts? I think that's it, unless we want to um, cover like like a more f- like a side note, like fun topic from like SAL or something. <laughs> no, I don't know, but like, well, anyways. But I think I said my piece. I think that was my wrap up, my conclusion of what self care is and how how it could be challenging, but still, do not find an excuse not doing that. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like a wrap up um, is like, I mean, we can list a bunch of social apps that are dedicated to self care, mm-hmm. in that sense, for people to check it out. Or especially, um, and so once we post sponsored. <laughs> but we're not sponsored by. <laughs> yeah, and the really popular one that you know that has been 
at least I, I see many, many Instagram ads for it. It's Headspace. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So you heard of that, right? So I have not personally tried it, but if for people who are interesting in, um, you know, having some sort of like a guide helped you guide through your mindfulness of the day, I feel like, you know, like self-care apps are definitely going to be very useful and resourceful for like listeners who are interested in um, practicing self-care that, that way, you know? Right. And I just also want to say, like, let's be mindful that some of these apps, if they do cost money, and um, in another sense, if there are that are free also, and I think you should just be aware of, like, it depends on, you know, if it's worth it, if you believe it, if, if it's worth your time to be spending money on these um, self-care apps as well. Um, but I'm pretty sure there are free ones out there, or if you do like a 30 day free trial, if you like them or not enough, or it doesn't help you, then I feel like it would be worth it. Otherwise, yes, we are not sponsored by them or any chance, but, um, other than that, um, some of the, uh, self-care apps I have been on is calm.com. And one of the reasons why I personally like that one is because it gives you, there's so many different, um, ways of practicing mindfulness in there whether it was your you know stress related to relationships to friendship to loss of a loved one in that sense so it's very um inclusive of a lot of the situations that people are going through and it's very calming in that sense uh that was the app that made me uh almost fall asleep when i was in a tiring day especially and another one is seven cups that i have used personally um there is a, so basically seven cups is where you can talk to someone that will listen to all your problems. Are you supposed, according to the app, they are trained individuals. And um, my experience with that is really hit or miss because there are some people that are really good at talking you through, you know, your problems or things that you have to get out of your system, especially. Um, but there were times when I was on there and they just made assumptions of things such as like, oh, like one time somebody said, are you on your period? And I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I didn't even say anything. I just said, um, I've been going through something and I've been feeling a little down. And then it's like, the first response I get was, are you on your period? So my experience with it is really hit or miss so um i do think it is a good app if you want to talk about like or let loose of your um i guess your overwhelmingness things your thoughts that you have in mind just that um i don't know i only can speak from my experience but so far has been hit or miss for me it's kind of odd you know like you're trying to you're trying to like find a way to like vent out your frustrations through this app and kind of talk to someone and just make some weird assumptions. But I mean, I'm sure like there's a way to like rate people. I heard it's all volunteers. So, well, here's the thing: you can also rate them too. And I'm gonna say that uh, I have rate that person, of course, um, just because personally I thought. If you're trained, um, you should not be saying something out of the blue without me even giving you any context about me being 
on my ladies, like, like monthly in that sense. <laughs> Are you allergic to penicillin? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's great. And uh, actually on this topic, you know, I think another form of self-care I've actually been wanting to do is actually see an online therapist. Because I feel like, you know, I, you know, I have a really good friend and she is a um, therapist. And she told me that, you know, like, you don't have to have issues to go see online therapists. Like, you could, you could, like, that could, that person could actually provide you a more um, professional feedback to what you're going through. And in fact, that they are trained to provide you with tools or skills that they can provide you that you can learn to help you better manage your emotions, you know? So I think, like, that that's something uh, I've been working on, you know? Like, you know, I feel like the first step I need to do is actually schedule appointments. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I just want to reiterate that, too. It's definitely, you don't even have to have, um, you know, being stressed or anything. You can just go see one for, you know, for your own health, well-being, or if you want to just see one. You don't have to feel like, Oh, I don't need one because I don't have blank, for example. Yeah, I feel that you shouldn't need to be diagnosed with any anything super serious like depression or bipolar disorder or anything of that sort to be able to see a therapist. I think if you feel that you need to let something out, you need to talk to some a professional, then yeah, you should absolutely go for it. I think it's important to understand that it's just kind of getting a checkup to the doctor, right? If, if you don't feel so good, you go to the doctor, you know? If you don't feel as good emotionally or mentally, yeah, absolutely go see a therapist, you know? You know, overall, I think we, we reached, you know, our goals today, you know, like explained what self-care is and did our best to provide some sort of, you know, professional research that's done on self-care. And then, like, mainly, I think the focus of this chat is to just talk about personal experiences with self-care. And then, like, hopefully our listener can resonate with that part of the conversation, you know. And hopefully in, in the future, once we get this going, that, you know, it, we do have, like, dedicated listeners and they can actually provide feedback. Because I was talking to Jay, uh, Jay and then Jay's like, oh, you know, we can create Google Forms on our podcast website and then people can provide feedback or people could suggest topics that they would like us to talk about you know that, that'd be cool mm -hmm. you know because i do want to hear feedback too because like, i don't want to i mean this is a personal podcast we we are you know if we want to talk about whatever we want we do but you know it'd be nice sometimes like we also cater to our listeners too yeah mm -hmm. yeah anyways can the next one be like not as serious because <laughs> sometimes like you know like i think like we kind of struggle with self-care in the beginning we we're like oh self-care great i know how to do self-care but before we dive into personal experience like we also want to just give a very generic background and that background took us a while to to refine yeah right yeah. it's also sends mean to us like okay what do we know about self-care how can we like you know learn about self-care ourselves more recently because at the end of the day, you know, we as people should learn about it ourselves, not just like, oh, talking about it. It's just like becoming, I feel like if we didn't have this conversation, we wouldn't have known that like, oh, okay, like, 
we don't know too much about self-care. We only know like the more generic, more mainstream kind of self-care versus like other forms of self-care. Yeah, I didn't know this in the beginning. You were more wrestling with the official and research back definitions of the topic before getting more comfortable with our personal experiences. And I think that's 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 a fine format defining the topic for especially some some serious topics like self-care or if we get into anything serious in the future i think it is important to introduce some kind of coherent definition and background before we dive in just so our listeners and ourselves have something to kind of go off on that we agree with in the beginning and then we can start building on that with our personal experiences and opinions so yeah i I think uh, i think that went well and i think we were, were pretty good on time as well so yeah, that's uh, episode one of uh, Afternoon Tea Talks. Hope you enjoyed our t- little talk, everyone, and we will see you in future episodes. Have a good one, everyone. Have a good one.